What's up, fam? You have joined Conversations with Randy B, where we have real conversations about all things Black. Let's get it started. It's, it's, a, it's a pain in the ass. Oh, hey, hey, people on Facebook, just oh. so you know, Elsie and I are talking about his wife, who's an immigration attorney. Yeah, immig- <laughs> being, being an immigration lawyer in, in Trump's America is, is a motherfucker. <laughs> uh, <sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> to say the least. I'm sure y'all have seen that. Have y'all have you seen that? Uh, what is that uh, documentary on Netflix about immigration, where the people are going around picking up people? We actually, it's on her list, but it's almost like she lives. You don't want to watch it because you know, like it's like the real life horror stories, like the like the real clients that she has. Like I, as I was telling you before, I think we went on Facebook. It's like yeah, like she flew to Atlanta one time on like a day's notice because like. Just out of the blue, I just came and got this guy and just like, you know, picked him up, threw him in jail. And he was, you know, just just baffled because it wasn't even like, because what they're doing to people is not even like they're, you know, stepping out of bounds or anything like that. They could oh, just, no. you know, just be just waiting for their day in court, but then they just want to just expedite certain processes where it's just like, oh, we put you in a deportation proceedings, but you normally have time so you can go back before the judge in order to like, you know, plead your case. They're not even giving people the chance to do that. They're just throwing you in jail, and then you know, now you got to do some legal wrangling to get out just to get the same liberties that you were supposed to have before. Which you mean like black people when we're waiting on bail? Okay, <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. When, when people always say, what's the big deal about arresting someone? I'm like, well, when you get arrested, like we get arrested just for suspicion. Like if you just get arrested, right? And... Um, but, you know, like, you know, when they talk about Breonna Taylor, arrested is... Well, if, if people want to know what the big deal is, just go, which I think I think to this day is the most popular post on my personal blog, uh, Khalif Browder. Uh, he, was arre- he was arrested. Just arrested. Just arrested. Wasn't convicted of nothing. Just a suspicion. Uh, just, just, you know, they found, they found out, you know, later on that he literally did nothing. But he still spent three years in Rikers where I think it was like 90% of the time or something like that, he was in isolation. So imagine being in isolation for 90% of three years to not be convicted of anything. Right. <laughs> so, and you basically can't pay your bail. Like, and it's all comes, right. And that's exactly what it is. It all comes down to, to, to money because he couldn't, his mother couldn't get enough money to, to get him out. And it's yep. just like, so yeah, like, and, and the thing I, I always, when it came to that story, I always felt for her so bad because I mean it's like when you realize I think the amount was like I could be wrong I think it was like three thousand dollars or something like that which you think you know if if you reach a certain level in life like you can probably find some way to get three thousand dollars but then I also know what it's like to be fucking broke and you can like you just can't scrape together no real yeah you can't just scrape together three grand like you can't just go to some uncle or go to some aunt or some cousin, you know, to help you out. Or even if you do, it still might not add up to, uh, enough. So this man is sitting at, I mean, if anybody knows anything about Rikers Island, one of the worst fucking places to be in the world, yes. <laughs> if not the worst. If not the worst. And for three years. For three years, not convicted of anything. It's craziness. It happens all the time. That's why my, um, I've been, any little money I have, I've been putting toward bail for people who've been the Black Lives Matter movement and marching because 
you know, they get picked up, they throw them in the van and, you know, they're stuck there sometimes, you know, so just helping them. And a lot of people have been doing that, you know, trying to get people out because they will stick your ass in there until you rot and die and do not care. And you have not been convicted of any crime. Of, 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 of anything. Because, I mean, people, you can talk about, you know, prison all you want to, which prison is also horrible. <laughs> but, but it's like just the amount of people who just haven't even been given their fair share, their fair share of due process, just sitting in these county jails or, or these, you know, more high profile jails all across the country. And it's like, yeah, no, there's Khalif Browder's happening every day. We just know he's just, you know, the poster child of that situation. But that is a very real situation that affects tons of people. It's just that, you know, the story, his story is one of the few that got national attention. National. And, and I, would, I would dare say that most of the people that I talk to in organizations have never still heard of him, to be honest. Um, it's funny because I was watching, uh, I think it's MTV, you know, they're the ones who started 16 and Pregnant. Yeah, that, um, um, my wife uh, loves that show. Yeah, I love this show too, but the one thing that always annoyed me about it was that, you know, here they always, for forever, we were dogged with being teenage pregnant, you know, uh, teenage parents, and they'd always say black people were having these illegitimate babies and where the daddies or whatever, so when finally you actually get paid for this thing that they think is a national disgrace, they have white people <laughs> who are making, you know, money. Like it's, they're having careers, buying houses and nice cars and become literal stars for the thing, the exact thing that black people for years had been, you know, attacked. The, 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 funny, the funny thing about that too is, think about the most visible example, like, yeah, like, like you say, they, they, they make it a stigma of minorities, black and, black and brown people. Right. Like, I remember when Sarah Palin's daughter was running out here. Oh! Uh, uh, <laughs> Wasn't it twice? Did she do it twice? Oh, yes! Was, uh, the upstanding Christian delegation who never did anything wrong. And they can but tell that's you. different. That's different. That's different when they do it. Of course. That's different. Um, course. So they have another show that is, uh, I think it's 16 and Sober. So it's a how it's a school for people who are severe drug addicts, um, and they film the school. It's a it's limited engagement, and it's instead of going to jail for these all these drug charges, they go to the school and they get to you know have high school and they're showing up all kinds of way. Now, how how do you think that the that the Students look, they get to go to the school. They not they don't go to jail for drug charges. Where how do you think they look? Of course, of course. Because you know, because they're just, you know, misguided souls. Who, <laughs> uh, you know, they just they just need um they just need somebody to hear them out and you know, they've had such troubled lives. Right. And, uh, right. I, it, it, it's amazing how many pleas you'll see cops for for, for, for people like I think I brought it up on this uh on one of our videos before, like this case of uh, these two 12-year-old girls, like the sl Slender Man. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, we talked about that, yeah. It was like they murdered their friend. Yeah. And like, and, 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 and the like, whole it was, was like stones. Like, it was a brutal murder. Right. And, and then they were saying, and just like, I, I don't even think that it was, you know, really them. Something had to have come over them and just like, uh, one of them, one of them, I think, had legitimate mental issues, but then the other one, they said, got mental issues because of her proximity to the one that had other one that had mental issues. I'm just like, man, what? man. 
Either way, they found a way to get that amount of leeway for anything. Like, <laughs> I wish somebody would give me that much of a leash. Well, to do and that's what I mean. So you watch this show, and I'm like, I don't see how people, and don't get me wrong, your perspective in life shapes how you see things. But I am surprised that of all the people at MTV, they didn't look at it and say, this is really a bigger commentary on what privilege is because all these kids have second chances, right? They are given, and no, by this time they go, by the time they go there, they're given like, it's like their fifth chance and they don't go to prison. And yet those same people will talk about drug issues or if people would just follow the law, they would not get arrested. Why wouldn't they just listen? Why wouldn't they comply? Um, and so I, you got to check it out. So check check out that show. You only I, I was annoyed by it. I mean, I was just truly annoyed uh, just by the privilege. But we have a we have a center near me that is for fourteen and below um, drug addicted children, um, white. Um, I mean, I don't see them, but. Just where I am, I'm assuming that they're white. And again, you know, second chances. And I'm not saying those people should not get second chances. I'm just saying, if we're gonna do it for some, let's do it for all. I'm glad you said. I'm glad you said that because I feel like that a lot of times gets misconstrued in the conversation. Like when we bring up, like for example, like we're talking about, you know, people who survived encounters with the police. For example, they make it seem like, oh, what did you want them to get shot to? No, 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 I don't, I don't want them to get shot either. Like, no. I, just, I don't want anybody to get shot. This, this is the right. point. I want them to treat, you know, us with the same, you know, deference that they do with other subjects. Like, that's, definitely see a human. Right, like, I, I, I like, because that's the thing is, and people can disagree with me if they want to. Like, a lot of times you'll hear things about, oh, you know, they just need better training. They need better training. I'm like, no, they, they have the training. Because <laughs> they, do, they do it. They actually do it. They just don't do it with us. <laughs> like, they, they, like, if you can, like I said, we, we can go down the list. I, they, they safely apprehended Dylan Roof and got him some Burger King. All of those, right. They safely apprehended the guy who shot up the movie theater in Colorado. Right. You know, like, it's like they, they have the ability to do it. They just don't do it for us, but then they look at us in, as inherently the threat as opposed to the people who actually committed real threats. Like, so am I more of a, a, of a danger to you than the white kid who killed nine people in a church? Like, I'm, am I- But you like, are. You need to whoop my ass a little bit more than the guy who killed nine people? Like, yeah, because you're seen as a danger, sadly. I mean, this in America, sadly. That, you know, let's talk, when you talk about, um, people like kind of blaming the victim and all that, you know, uh, Breonna Taylor's family, was it 12 million or 19 million? I think 12, I think 12, yeah. 12 million. And literally are people going out like, well, see now they're happy now, as if they actually planned the murder of their sleeping child, lover, friend, family member. They planned that, like it's, like it's suddenly their fault because, you know, they got the settlement. And not saying, gosh, the taxpayers, because the cops aren't paying shit and still aren't arrested, you know, not paying one dime. Um, but blaming, like, like, as if that was all that Breonna Taylor's family wanted. Like, that's the only reason they did. Like, they want that, they wish that their loved one was alive. 
you see, you see how people miss the point. Here's, here's the point. Because they gotta, won't miss it. You got you to pay attention to, to, to everything in the sense that, okay, let's, let's, go, let's go down the list. Let's go down the list. One, they changed the law about no-knock warrants. One. Two, they dropped all charges against her boyfriend. Three, they settled with the family for $12 million. Literally, everything you can do except arresting a motherfucker. That's, that's literally like... They're trying every other thing but just actually arresting somebody. And the thing is, because I... And, and, Everything is being done, I believe, to just try and satiate the anger, where it's like, all right, look, guys, we did this. Are we cool now? It's like, no, no, that's not, that's, that's literally never what we asked That for. was never the point. We want people to be held accountable for their actions, or if you want to go the route of paying $12 million, let, let, I mean, it's not going to cover the 12, it's not going to cover the 12 million, but at least all their pension needs to go to that 12 million. I guarantee you, some people will think twice about pulling the trigger. I literally, I think I wrote this the other day. That, that, is what, that is what punishment is. You punish people so they will not do something again. Right, like you, we would so, like for you to stop so killing our asses. You don't want to send them to prison. You don't want to arrest them. You don't want to do anything, but you're still giving them an avenue to provide for their, provide for their family. Like just, just um, I think last year, the year before that, when they arrested, not arrested, when they fired the cop who choked Eric Garner to death. Before he got fired, he was promoted. <laughs> <laughs> like, so not only are they able to skate on these things, they're able to progress in their careers. Like, I think the same thing, I mean, I could be wrong, but I think the same thing happened to the the late the, the the woman cop who killed Terrence Crutcher. I think she was we can go all the way back to Furman, who was the main abuser with Rodney King. I mean, he wrote a book, retired, bought a major huge ranch, like I don't know, if it was Idaho or someplace, and was living La Vida Loca, became a very wealthy man for murdering. It actually was a benefit to him. I mean come on. I mean, I mean it, 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 all around the board. You can look at um Central Central Park Five. I think the um, I think the DA who was working at the time was pissed off at Ava's depiction of her. Um, oh, and sued. And then tried to, and then sued. It's just like wow. So you get to railroad some teenagers' lives, and you don't you don't like the optics. You were able to have a career after this. You were literally able to have a career and continue on with your life, have more success, while these kids rotted away in prison for years. And you don't like the optics of it all. So you don't like how you're being portrayed. I mean, but it, I mean, let's you just know, talk you know, about hey, You know how people hate being portrayed? Like I'm a rapist. They, I'm pretty sure they like they didn't like that either. They didn't like the <laughs> right. being a rapist and then ended up in prison. I'm pretty sure but, they didn't like You know, that. that's yeah, I guess we just don't matter. That's why, yeah. So what has tripped me out this week is how Trump has started this regulation where he's gonna have patriotic curriculum. Um, and really trying to kill any education that we have about racism in America. And then he did, um, was it he or someone did a speech about, we are trying to teach that America's racist and how terrible we are. I'm like, America was founded on racism. It was the only way that, uh, the, I mean, um, our, the entire documents say that black people are less 
than white people. It's the way we were enslaved. It doesn't mean that we can't make a change, but let's not ever, you know, they want to take that one line that said all men are created equal. They weren't even talking about us when they said that. We weren't even considered in the men line. And so they become very angry. They come on my page and they're like, why are people so upset? Why are you trying to destroy America? We're like, we're trying to fix it. It has not, it was never good for us. You know, you know, I, I, I think it, was it Jimmy, was it Jimmy Kimmel? It might've been Jimmy Kimmel. Like he, he has this thing where he likes to go to the street and then ask people outlandish questions just to like get there. I, lo I love that, yeah. Letterman used to do that too. And I think somebody like asked him, cause I mean, it was around the time that Trump's original campaign was going on and you know, make America great again. So it was just a simple question. When was America great before? Right? Oh, I saw that. I saw that. Yeah. And then people's responses like, oh, back in this era, back in this era. And then they would list, oh, so when this and this and this was happening. And then like, and then no response back because they're just like, so, so when, when, when people say these things that you're trying to kill America, then I just, it always begs the question, which America are you talking about? Like, I, 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 would, I would really like to know like what, these are the times that I don't even necessarily want to just argue with people and throw darts back and forth. It's, it's like a genuine question. I want to know, what is your vision of America? What do you honestly believe? America and what they would say to you is, and, I'm and, telling you. And because the time- like you all day. They would say, we want America to be a place where everybody gets along and we all love one another. Right, but what I'm saying is, but what I'm saying is what they judge um, are reactions and not the actions that caused it. So they, they, they are so, they think that our reaction at being murdered and not having equal pay and all, all these things are, is, is the problem. That we are being divisive because we're complaining about being treated poorly instead of saying we've treated you poorly <laughs> let's fix that the pro if, if we would just be quiet america could be great again if, if we would just not complain and shut up and act like everything's happy america would be great again because they were feeling good about it everything was great they didn't know how miserable we were and quite candidly they didn't give a fuck right they really didn't the, the worst part of everything right now is that they are aware of how racist this place is, how miserable we've been, and they don't want to hear about it. And like a, a report came out today, Black Lives Movement support is down 12% um, as of today, which I knew was going to happen because people were going to do Black Lives Matter movement to a point that it made them feel good about themselves. I am a good person. I wrote a check or I stayed up here or I listened to my Black friend cry. I'm done. And the fact that they're not understanding that we want huge change and that this is an entire movement and not a moment, 12% down already. Twelve <laughs> percent <laughs> down. Like, and and I promise you so less people support people mattering. Like that's what this this is essentially what 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 we're saying. Well, we're no longer people. A great marketing job has now made us be as thugs. So if there are, you know, 3,000 people at a rally and there are seven who loot, 
and even if the seven aren't black, the Black Lives Matter movement is about looting and destroying. And who gives a damn about, you know, the 2,797 who are there peacefully just asking and begging for rights, right? There is a, when people speak up, like they make Kaepernick, like you are not patriotic if you speak up against racism. They, you know, they have created, it's been a brilliant marketing plan to say, if you speak up against America and say what you don't like, you are not patriotic patriotic like which, which which reminds me did we talk about this did we talk about uh kansas city chiefs i forgot who they were playing oh the booing yeah did we talk about that I, even if we did let's talk about it again because i'm bad i don't think we did i don't know because like because you, you brought up cabinet and it made me it made me think about it it's like so can we can we put to rest the notion that this was ever about the troops and anthem can we can we put that <laughs> can we stop pretending i mean can, yeah can we stop pretending because this is not pretend think about this think about this i want anybody who's watching this think about this after the anthem was done after the anthem was done they just held arms with each other which is what supposedly these people want and were booed. Yep. They just held arms with each other after the anthem and were booed. So don't tell me this was about the anthem. Don't tell me this is about the troops. It's about none of that shit. It was about none of that shit. You just don't like solidarity. You don't like solidarity. You That's don't like, you don't like, you would actually, these are the people who would rather have divisiveness because if if actually people are joined together then black people could have equal rights they do not like that there's some white people who are now actually saying and seeing and believing no black people should have equal rights too they see that as betrayal and so these are people who are racist right that's what it is because they do not want my entire race to have what they have don't think that we deserve it locking arms is a bullable offense <laughs> well, because because the leader of this country has is everything is a war. It's never about what he's doing. It's what the other person isn't doing. So everything from wearing a mask, which, you know, every freaking scientist in the world. I mean, the World Health Organization has said it's the number one way to stop the spread of whatever. But because he's made it a political thing. And, you know, you're either on this team or that team. And these people who are so just, they're, they're, they don't think for themselves. Anything that man says, they'll do. And so that's where Thank we are. For, sorry if I'm going off on tangents, people. Thank you for bringing that up because that made me think. <laughs> that's what we do. That made me think about, you talk about Trump and Mass and it made me think of Bob Woodward. Fuck Bob Woodward. Let me Fuck tell you what. Bob Woodward. Because... You knew all of this shit this entire time. Months. And waited until you needed to sell a fucking book to go talk about any of it. So, so now that it's for profit, now that you can, you know, sell your, 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 your former, former... Make millions. Yeah, you can sell your former overseer up a creek now that it's for profit. And it's, and, and it's another thing that even, even though, like, because one of the people who, one of the, one of the women who were on his original coronavirus task force who came out and said that like, you know, you know, the way he's handled this has been terrible, et cetera, et cetera. It's like how many people who have worked for him 
need to come out and be like, shit's terrible over there. And mind you, a lot of them were appointed by him. So it's not like you can't even throw partisan shit in there. These are people that he chose for these jobs. Leave these positions and say, yo, it's fucked up over there. But then still, all of a sudden, it's like, no, they're all wrong. They're all raving against me, et cetera, et cetera. It's just like, all right, so it's, it's one thing if people that you know don't like you are saying bad shit about you, because that's what you expect. But then if there's people who were at one point in time with you, appointed by you, then they turn around and say that, no, this motherfucker's crazy. Like, what? And a lot of them do. No, I really do believe what he said. The one true thing he's ever said in his life is, I could shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue and get away with it. He could. Oh, well, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. It begs a question, what is your price? Like, because even, even though we're saying these people are coming out of his administration, and a lot of people have, you know, his top, everybody, you know, a lot of people have. And the crying who he is as a person and what's going on over there, they don't do it until they're gone, right? So it's like when they're on the inside posse, they're good, right? They're like, yeah, you know, what's up? That's our boy. And when they, when they get let go, which is why it can be seen as resentment. And I'm like, what is your price? Because I don't see how Woodward, because he's, he's a multi-million, like made a killing off of selling this book um, on information that he knew for a long time that very possibly could have saved lives. And he's trying to justify it by saying, oh, maybe nobody would believe me. What makes you think that people who dip, don't believe you don't, still don't believe you now because they're in a, a, so, a cult. I mean, so, <laughs> you know, right. And so like the woman, if you are a professional in the health field at all, and you know that your leader is fucking this up and you are watching people die and struggle and not make it. I am not, I am not impressed that you now, that you're not no longer work with him coming out. Like I would love to think, and, and I could be wrong, that if I saw millions of you know people dying, if LC, if you were doing some stuff and you're like, you know, people are hurting and sending you money. You're like, okay, send a check for five thousand dollars, LC. I'll you know cure you of your whatever. I was hoping I would say, y'all, I ain't messing with LC. He 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 ain't no good, y'all. He he that oil that he's selling will not cure anything. <laughs> he's so fast you can barely see him. It's like light. But but okay, like all right, light. all right, <laughs> and. You know, I would say, you know, y'all don't buy the oil. I like LC. I don't know what's up with this, but this oil is not going. It's not going to get you. I'm reading from my Sham King playbook. You know what I mean? I'm trying to. Right. So that would be just jacked up if four years later people losing houses and stuff, and I'm like, yo, LC was never good. The whole time I was there, I knew he wasn't jacked. Like, at what point did you? have any moral compass I mean I guess it, I mean it just I am so disgusted by the people and we're supposed to be applauding these people like you're so great because you're speaking up now I'm like now you know it's like those people who get divorced you're like girl I knew he wasn't shit I yeah I, he was cheating on you the whole time what that what <laughs> then on, the side, on the flip side of what you're saying then you have that uh, I believe she was a, a, a black nurse telling people that you know, they out here giving unauthorized hysterectomies to, 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 to migrants in here. And they they did everything they could to, to 
you know, ruin her life, like, you know, getting demoted, just like changing hours, doing all sorts of stuff. And it's just like, man, so then you get penalized for being a real life whistleblower for real. She will not. I hope someone someone advises her to write a book and get paid. <laughs> Got something going on? <laughs> Give me a minute. All right. Give me a minute. It just gives me joy, though, because I'm on the opposite end where, you know, I got my 19 and 17 year old. I'm like, hey, so can we like, you know, I'm sure that's coming. I'm sure that's coming. Can we chat it up? And they're like, yeah, no, mom. Like, yeah, my 10 year old is already like that. He's, he's already a little bit too cool, uh, too cool for us, because I see the way, you know, I see the way he talks to his friends and his little his little group chats as opposed to. To us. I'm just like, ah, I see you're putting on a, on a facade in front of us. Like, you know. You, you can understand. Okay, speaking of group chats, can I just share the story? So, my son is in class the other day because, you know, they're all online class. Mm -hmm. And a girl's, you know, square goes blank and it says her name. And how about they hear her having sex loudly during class? During <laughs> class. And the professor's like, say her name. <laughs> The not even a professor, because this is my high school student. Oh. He was like, whatever her name is, I actually remember, but I won't say it. Let's just say he's like, Lindsay? Lindsay? And I mean, you're, I'm talking about full on. Like, and I'm like, and it wasn't a joke. I mean, like, she's, she's just getting busy. <laughs> so anybody out there who is giving, um, has, who's having online, Whose kids are learning online? Just understand that probably yours is bad, but it's not as bad as some people. Because yeah, because then you could you could you could be like that, and then it's just like, listen, I'm pretty sure you're not paying attention to nothing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we, 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 the class participation grade is going down, and I'm like, and then she's got to go back to school. Like everybody knows who she is. We know, we know, we know now. Yeah, and yeah. it was, and I mean, it was, oh, because the reason why I know is that, you know, of course, then people started filming it, right? So they started filming the online session with her thing, and, they, and, and, and the, uh, it was a male teacher like, Lindsay? You know, trying to be, like, so like Lindsay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to, listen, that's the time where you need to be a little bit more boisterous of a teacher. Like, hey, hey. <laughs> At that moment, you end the meeting for all. You just cut that off the whole meeting. It's over. Throw it in the trash. Throw it in the trash. Okay, like 2020. Yeah, that, that a lot of people. I think uh, what um, I forgot what Zoom video was where this 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 woman forgot to turn off her uh, uh turn off her thing, and then they she didn't realize that, <laughs> or at least she didn't realize her camera was on. She was definitely in the bathroom taking a dump or something like that. So it's like <laughs> on this Zoom call. Just like now, we all see you on the toilet. It's like, yo, please, at least turn the camera off. Like, I mean, not like, could you go back to work after that? Yeah, no, it's just like, no, I think you need to take the rest of the day off, you know, think about what <laughs> No, forever. And then maybe if you come back the next day, maybe just even if you're in your house, get fully dressed in work attire to make it seem like you're more professional because you need to overcompensate now for what you just did. <laughs> And nobody will ever forget, like forget it. But anyway, sorry, I had to, I had to just take that segue. But I don't know what else happened this week. Cardi B. Okay, I'm so okay. This is very cynical of me. I'm, I'm older, so you know everybody's talking about Cardi being offset. Like, <gasps> I'm so surprised. I'm like, I just thought it was like, it wasn't if it was just like when. Like, 
were, were we did we think that we were going to see interviews with them when they were 75 years old I can't I mean, imagine them talking about their long marriage I mean maybe this is just a pessimist in me not specific to Cardi being offset I just kind of think that way about most celebrity couples just because I, I feel like it's just in general it's incredibly difficult to be them in the spotlight constantly and you know you're living because first off most divorces period end in divorce i mean most marriages period end in divorce you, you magnify that with uber famous people who are constantly you know every their every move is you know being analyzed like it's to the point now where they'll go in people's instagrams to see like is, he, is this person still following this person they're just like oh hey god and that's how news will break i cannot even so, imagine that. so and it's just like man i don't need nobody that's all my business at all like not at all no i you know it's funny because i purposely for the most part have always been per pretty i share all of me people know all of me but i do not share my personal life for the most part um because of that and it's like and i'm nobody right you know it's like i have my three people who pay attention but i see how people will pick shit apart i mean it's it's, it's been interesting to me the things that people will notice um and so I'm like, yeah, it doesn't touch. But I, I feel sorry. I believe they, I believe they both really loved each other. But I was just shocked at some people's like, how like devastated they should be devastated. I do believe they loved each other, but they are. They're, that's a hard situation to be in. I can't even imagine. This, this uh, once again, this might not even be the the, the the right thing to say, but like I, I don't believe that. I mean, we don't know this to be a fact. But of course, they're insinuating that infidelity is, is a cause of this, which because they've had issues with infidelity, you know, before. If you're of a certain age and have a certain net worth, I don't think it's possible for people to be faithful. I don't like. I'm sorry. Like, if if this guy's not even like that, I don't know how old Offset is, and he might be if, even if he is 30, probably less than that. But it's like you got somebody under 30, really rich, around beautiful people all the time, and it's like you're expecting anybody to hold it down, and just and not just. Offset probably even Cardi too because I'm saying I'm I'm pretty sure there are plenty of suitors who are, are trying to throw it Cardi's way every day. So let like, me say uh, something to you. Fame and money, like I don't know how hard I don't know how easy it is to 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 maintain. <laughs> you, you have really angered some people, I'm but sorry. I agree with you one thousand. I'm sorry. No, no, no. And let me add this. Let me add this on top of what you just said. On top of the money. You take anybody with an ego. So if, if you're a star, that means you like people attending to, you know, you like that applause all the time. You, you, you feed off of that feeling of having people look at you, right? And tell you how great you are. That is what drives you even more than the money. Well, it's hard. No, it's impossible actually for any body's partner to make them feel beautiful, wonderful, needed, desired all the time, right? That's why people go out there because you want that fire when someone's like, yeah, yeah. So you have someone whose need is all the way up here and then whose opportunity is all the way up here. That You're right. It makes for a bad situation. Like, I, like, like for, for, for example, um, I'm not trying to tell anybody's business. I'm just, these are all rumors, people. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> But they're saying that when, when LeBron first went to Miami, they're like, you know, he might have lost his mind a little bit down there. I was like, first off, look, like, let's, let's look at all the factors, people. Like, if we're, if we're talking 
because I think LeBron and I are like the same age. So I'm 35. We're talking about 2010, maybe. So 25. So 25, super rich, best basketball player in the world in Miami. Come on, guys. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Listen, I'm not even mad. It's not cool to say. It's not cool to say. And it's not right. It's not cool to say. And, and, and it is, but I'm it is very realistic. It's real. <laughs> it's real. It's very realistic and understandable. Yeah. You know, you just really, you have to be past a certain age, even for me to, I even say to my sons, I say, because they're going to fall in love, but like we talked about, is the maturity going to be enough to be in love and to operate in a relationship, right? For a long time. And so that's the hard part. That's the hard part. Being in love is you could do that. You could fall in love. That's easy. No, because so, something you said on, on a um, you know video before, where you said that you felt like I was like more mature for my age. I was like, listen, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. And it was because specifically because I fucked up a lot, right? right. So we talk about being in love and then you know being ready to do right. It's just like, man, listen. Up until about twenty eight. No bueno. It was no bueno. And, and, and that's and that's very normal. And and it's it's it, it, and people think, oh, well, he didn't really love you. And I'm, I think Offlet was crazy about Cardi. I don't think one has anything to do with another. Like people would like to think that. I mean, and it is when you get older. But the, the maturity at a certain stage in life. Uh, you asking an 18 year old. An 18 year old can fall in love, but an 18 year old being responsible with that love. You, you also brought up you also brought up a point that I feel like can be an entire episode in and of itself, which is you're saying one has nothing to do with the other. I feel like that's something that is a common misconception in a lot of relationships where something goes wrong in the relationship, and it could be male or female, something goes wrong in the relationship, and the person who was done wrong internalizes it as if there was something wrong with them and I'm, a lot of times it had nothing to do with you <laughs> like right. it almost nothing to do with you it literally had everything to do with that person and their either ability to or inability to you know keep it cool you know so it almost it's never had to do with the other person and, and well, most things in life have nothing to do with the other person. I mean, sadly, I mean, it's where you are in life. I mean, there's certain times in life that you are not even set up or ready to be good to another person. I mean, I use this as an example. You know, I love nothing more, of course, than my sons. And it, had I had my son, had I gotten pregnant when my mother first passed away, I always questioned what kind of mother would I have been? I mean, of course I would have found the strength to be, to be a passable mother, but I don't know if I was prepared to love them the way they deserve to be loved because I was messed up, right? I was just really, for me, messed up. And I think that, you know, we take, we get our feelings hurt when maybe someone doesn't, you know, someone cheats on us or doesn't love us the way we think we deserve it. And it's like, it, it matters on the place that a person is right now, right then, right? You know, you cannot catch a taxi if they already have an occupant. An occupant doesn't mean it's another person. It could just be there. The person is not available um, at that point. Um, and so I'm dealing with that a lot right now. I have a lot of friends who are divorced and dating and they met, you know, and someone could be recently divorced and they might be crazy about you. Like, this is the woman I always wanted, but they just got divorced like Thursday. 
and so are they prepared to love again right are they prepared to do that again no that's that, that is extreme that is extreme real but like i said that could be an entire dissertation we, we yeah we you know we're gonna have let's have a day where we don't even i don't know if we can but yeah let's have a day where we just dedicated to love and relationships we did that i think valentine's day one year yeah we could do that we just need you know people outside and not do nothing stupid so we so we can focus on just that i know <laughs> that's what I'm we, we were trying to have those kind of conversations but the world is crazy well anyway i've i've had you held you long enough and he's and, and he's back buddy <laughs> All right. Guys, thanks for tuning in and hanging with us again. Until next time, and I'm just going to figure out what's uh, so important over here. <laughs> <laughs> See you later. All right, y'all. Have a good weekend. <gasps>